Welcome to the Blaze Podcast put together by Blaze Incorporated. My name is Onyema Udeze. Oh my Africa, components of a city. According to a World Bank 2015 study, Africa is experiencing a rapid rate of urbanization never seen before in human history. People are migrating to the cities in search of greener pastures, but unlike other parts of the world during times like this, this urbanization is not matched with economic growth. The outcomes are increasingly unlivable cities. I mean, according to Vanguard in 2017, Lagos increases by 86 people every hour. African cities are littered with urban slums and informal settlements. But what makes a city great and how can African cities catch up with the demands of rapid urbanization? In this edition of Africa's Storied Podcast Series, I will explore the various components that make up a city and relate them to African cities. But before that, I will look at the various elements that make every context unique and that is the people, the culture and the legacy. Talking about the people, the most fundamental element of the city is the people. What makes great cities is a high level of connectedness and shared amenities that bring about a cohesive coexistence. Great cities are designed bearing the flow of the people their day-to-day activities in mind. African cities have the highest level of young population in the world, but the cities are yet to maximize the full potential of the poisoning young population. Talking about the culture, every great city has something it's known for. There's something about Shanghai that sets apart from Pune, for example. Africa has a very rich culture but the cities are yet to tap into this originality to create remarkable cities. On the other hand, cultural diversity is very common in African cities. However, the cities are yet to reach a level of cohesiveness where these cultures harmonize into a greater economic unifier. And talking about the legacy, there's a popular Greek saying that goes thus: A society grows great when old men plant trees in whose shade they know they shall never sit. Cities are organic things that can only be defined in time. Many great cities have suffered setbacks and yet come back stronger. Rome has been tried by barbarians several times. Lots of cities like Chicago has been burned down to the ground and yet come back stronger. However, many African cities are yet to plan with posterity in mind. The city ought to have a vision it is working towards. So let's talk about the components of a city. The first component I want to talk about is socioeconomic dimension. The dynamics of every city is controlled by a set of demand and supply. What are the prevailing activities in the city? Is it commerce, industry, government? What is it? These on one hand determine the lifestyle in the city and the social dynamics playing out. On the other hand, this determines the amount of investment the city can attract. A primary determinant here is governmental policies in place. This affects the risk perception of investment as well as the confidence on the getting entrepreneurial activities in the city. So the first subcomponent here 
is government policies. Many African cities lack stable policies. This tends to change as administrations come in and go. But without consistent and supportive policies in place, there will be a lack of perceived stability. And without stability, cities cannot attract capable investors and support the economic progress and social impact of the city. Therefore, a starting point for African cities to cash up with the growing demands is to instill stable policies. The second subcomponent here is cross-sector activities. According to McKinsey and Company's City Special Initiative CSI 2013 report, How to Make a City Great, every city has to identify a competitive cluster thriving in it. Cities are made up of diverse cross-sector activities such as housing, health, transport, telecom, and so much more. African cities need to support and create an enabling environment for competitive clusters to maximize growth. The third subcomponent here is financing. Every great city has been able to strategically attract the right investment or business. And this starts with the city investment in enablers, be it supportive infrastructure, be it the right policies, be it in training programs, and whatnot. Financing can come from foreign investors, from local investors, entrepreneurs, and even from government. Regardless, without adequate finance, competitive clusters cannot thrive in a city. So that's it for the first component, which is the socioeconomic dimension. The next component I want to talk about is the physical dimension. So what intangible socioeconomic factors set the tone for demand and supply in a city? Every great city is defined by the physical dimension. This controls the direction and the rate of development in the city. For example, what is the land ownership structure in the city? How easy is it to acquire good land at a good location? What is the existing support infrastructure in place? Great cities have been able to simplify the process involved in acquiring and making use of these physical elements. So the first subcomponent here is reasonably priced land. In many African cities, the land is a government property or is owned by a select few individuals in the city. And a good example here is Ghana. To add to that, the process of land acquisition, especially in primary locations in many African cities, is enough to discourage developers. Worst of all is the exorbitant cost of land in many African cities. Without access to reasonably priced land in African cities, development will be stored. The second subcomponent here is natural resources. Local materials and natural resources are enablers in every economy. Refining these resources reduces the cost of importation, creates jobs and generates value-added tax for the government. However, in many African cities, most of the activities are carried out with imported materials, whereas the existing resources are exported in unrefined forms, perhaps from the rural areas, and this further reduces the potential for industries and intra-city trades.
the third subcomponent here is support infrastructure. So similar to reasonably priced land, support infrastructure boosts development activities. The availability of good roads, electricity, water supply, and so much more in an area will attract activities from private developers, unlike when they have to provide them by themselves. Oftentimes, infrastructure can be found in the central part of African cities, whereas the outskirts and the suburbs suffer immensely. Ironically, it is harder to secure land in the central areas. So that is it for the second component, which is the physical dimension. The third component I want to talk about is work and transportation. City life is mostly defined by coming to and from work and then spending the better part of the day at work. So if there's anything that makes life bearable, it is spending less time in transit as well as humane workplaces. Great cities have been able to create efficient and diversified transport systems, ranging from subways to land transport systems. Great cities have also been planned such that workers are not so much displaced from their place of work due to unaffordable housing and high cost of living. So the first subcomponent I want to talk about here is the transport system. An efficient transport system is one in which you can commute around the city in a shared transport system without having to trek long distances. And this is far from the case in most African cities. On the other hand, the need for car ownership is gradually being questioned, considering the amount of space parking consumes in cities and the traffic it causes. For African cities to embrace the Uber concept, it will take a more cultural approach than technological. The second subcomponent here is humane workplaces. Many cities will allow spend more than 40 hours a week at work. In some congested cities, one has to wake up early in the morning and come back late at night, and the cycle continues. Therefore, it is paramount that workplaces be designed more for employees' comfort than just utilitarian. This is even more necessary because an employee can perform best when happy and comfortable, and this is a major challenge in most African cities. The third subcomponent here is proximity. A common situation in most African cities is a majority of the workers live in the outskirts but work in city centers. Where planned cities mix both luxury and affordable housing all across the city. And this helps to curb the long commute distance and all the risks and stress involved. For African cities to tackle this, it will take public-private partnerships at the minimum the former provides infrastructure while the latter provides the housing mix. So that is it for work and transportation. The next component I want to talk about is sustainability. Cities have been known to produce the highest amount of carbon gases and pollution. This in turn poses health risks to the inhabitants and neighboring cities. Great cities have been able to devise great waste management system as well. According to McKinsey 2013 report, this can sometimes be enforced by pricing, information, and regulation mechanisms. Sustainability also entails the use of green elements, horizontal elements, and sustainable materials in construction. Sustainability also has to do with the location of buildings and facilities, 
all across the city. So the first subcomponent here is decarbonization. Gas emissions from petrol and diesel have proliferated African cities. Be it from vehicles or electricity generators, this creates a serious health risk for city dwellers, as well as global warming. Such innovations as use of electric vehicles, noiseless solar inverters, and sustainable solutions to reduce the rate of carbon emissions in African cities. So a steady, stable power supply will also eliminate the need for generators all across African cities. The second subcomponent here is sustainable materials. In our journey away from many African cities, we reviewed the number of untapped resources such as wood that is now being refined for construction. Numerous studies have revealed the adverse effects of concrete both on the soil and to the building inhabitants. On the other hand, studies have also revealed that a wooden finish has a soothing feeling on the inhabitants. In essence, African cities can make better use of wood and other sustainable materials to create more certain sustainable greener cities. The next subcomponent here is city planning. An indirect sustainability factor of every great city is the planning. Locating the right elements in the right places ensures sustainability. Industrial zones are separated from residential zones. The waste disposal system is properly designed and defined. Same with leisure, parking and so much more. So while great cities are connected and cohesive, they also ensure activities do not affect the livelihood of city dwellers. And all this boils down to city planning. So that is it for sustainability. The next component I want to talk about is technology. The role of technology in recent times cannot be understated. A fundamental challenge with developing economies is a lack of enough data to make informed decisions. That is one of the numerous gaps that technology can easily be leveraged to fill. A lot of functions in a city can be automated using technology, bringing about immense savings in the process. Great cities have also leveraged technology to carry the inhabitants along, and this can be through online polls and mobile apps. Technology can also be utilized to enhance security and track progress. So the first subcomponent here is city data. African cities lack enough data or information to make informed decisions or come up with functional policies. With the use of geospatial data, cities can begin to put in place the right systems, structures and people to harness this data to come up with better policies. Information about inhabitants, buildings and locations can be captured and monitored to ensure progress and safety. The next subcomponent here is AI and IoT. With the rise of artificial intelligence and the Internet of Things, technology can be leveraged to ease tracking and reporting functions. Surveillance systems, infrastructure monitoring and so much more, all this can harness the power of artificial intelligence and Internet of Things. This easily extends to populate the city data. Various functional technology systems in the city can also be programmed using AI, such as streetlights, bringing about cost and energy savings in the process. 
The next subcomponent here is city app. Recall that the most fundamental element of the city is the people. Technology can be utilized to carry city dwellers along via apps, and this could range from reporting alien systems to voting on a decision to seeking help. With the right infrastructure in place, African cities can begin to unleash the power of technology to create more livable and united cities. This also builds up the city data. So that is it for technology. The next component I want to talk about is the value chain. After the original plan of the city, the plan has to be executed and maintained. Great cities have a city mayor with a team dedicated to serving the city dwellers. It is imperative, therefore, that the value chain involved in the execution and maintenance of the city be highly integrated. And this entails involving all the professionals and sectors. According to McKinsey 2013 reports, once again, great cities have learned to do more with less and this entails partnerships and investment accounting. So the first subcomponent here is integrated delivery. Integrated delivery here entails harmonizing the various stakeholders into a process that collaboratively harnesses their talents and insights to optimize project results, increase value, reduce waste and maximize efficiency. This would ideally come in the form of public-private partnerships whereby various stakeholders bring their expertise under a collaborative environment and shared values. The next subcomponent here is prefabrication. To minimize waste, especially on construction projects, it has become necessary to carry out most of the activities up to 90% in a condition of site environment. This ensures quality and predictability as well as save time and labor. For African cities to employ integrated delivery with prefabrication technology, they ought to create enabling policies and invest in the right infrastructure and competitive clusters. The next subcomponent here is lean methodology. Both integrated delivery and prefabrication employ lean methodology and principles. A principal ideology underlying lean methodology is minimizing waste. For African cities to do more with less, they have to set up transparent structures and systems enough to bring problems to the surface when they occur. Most African cities are currently wrought with bureaucratic disintegrated value chain. So that is it for the value chain. The next component I want to talk about is the management. Cities are organic and will continue to evolve with time. Great cities have experienced highs and lows, however, great cities are led by visionary leaders who always communicate the vision with the city dwellers. According to McKinsey 2013 report, once again, to achieve the said vision by the leaders, they have to win support for change. This they do by forming a performing team, building a culture of accountability among the city dwellers and forging a stakeholder consensus. So when city dwellers feel the impact of the management, they will likely support the actualization of the vision. So the first subcomponent here is the leaders. Most African cities don't even have a dedicated leadership for the city, let alone define the vision of the city. Without a defined vision for the city, 
it will be hard to harness the uniqueness and the competitive advantage of the city. So for African cities to be great, they need dedicated leaders capable of achieving smart growth. And by smart growth, I mean growth that does not affect the well-being of the inhabitants. They need to do more with less and also win support for change. The next subcomponent here is the system. African cities need systems that are conducive to development. Such systems will integrate environmental thinking and insist on an opportunity for all. Such systems will adopt a strategic approach and plan for change. Therefore, the system needs to be flexible to adapt to the dynamic global economy. So for African cities to be great, they need to employ the strengths of both the public and private sectors and even foreign aids and investment. The test of component here is the tools. African cities need to utilize smart city technology to unleash their potentials. With modern tools and processes such as building information modeling beam and geographic information system GIS, they can better plan, deliver and manage the cities. With technology such as AI and IoT, city apps and so much more, they can create city data and harness the inputs of city dwellers. With the availability of such data, they can make more informed decisions and make the cities even greater. So, so far in this podcast, I've outlined the various components that make for a great city and I've outlined seven major components. The first is socioeconomic dimension. The second is the physical dimension. The third is work and transportation. The fourth is sustainability. The fifth is technology. The sixth is evaluation. And the seventh is the management. As an underexposed market, Africa Story Podcast series aims to bring the African market to the forefront. If you enjoy this podcast, don't forget to click the subscribe button from whatever platform you tuned in from. Also, visit www.blazemy.com www.blazemy.com to access our other content. You can also check out my page www.onyema.me www.onyema.me to assess my other content as well. To support a future episode of this podcast, you can reach us at hello at placeinc.net. Hello at placeinc.net. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Blaze Podcast. I'll see you in some other episode.